Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. When I say Martian, what is the first color that pops into your mind, into your head? And I would think for most people it would be green, right? I think it should be green. Uh, and that's, you know, probably thanks to you know, Steven Spielberg and, you know, some others and movies and cartoons and comics uh, and so forth. And that's be, that means that we have preconceived ideas and expectations about things that have built up over time through observation, um, through whether it's fair or unfair, whether it's true or untrue. And now today we continue from yesterday where we looked at the exploration of the temple as a place for the presence of God. And with the fig tree, uh, we're going to be looking at it as a further explanation for the temple incident. So let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Mark chapter 11, verses 20 through 33. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. They arrived again in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? Tell me. They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, they feared the people, for everyone held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. I said yesterday that I'm, that I'm going to save the fig tree incident for the next day, today. And the reason is that the fig tree incident brackets the temple incident and it explains it. Uh, the incident in the temple courtyard was a prophetic display denouncing what the temple had become and foretelling its irrelevance for salvation in the coming days. The cursing and the subsequent withering of the fig tree visually announces its disqualification. The fig tree that does not bear any fruit is not worthy, you know, to be even cleansed or reformed or changed in any way. It's just not worthy to be a fig tree anymore. It's not worth it. When there is no fruit to be found, it is destroyed. It is only good to be chopped up and burnt up. 
the barren fig tree represents the barrenness of the temple uh, that Judaism had built up over the centuries. And it was not ready to receive Jesus and all his teaching, his signs, his wonders, his reign. In verse 13, uh, he says, Seeing in the distance a fig tree, uh, he went to find out if it had any fruit. Now, when he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. It says the word season here, uh, the Greek word is kairos. And this is not like a word that you normally use for botanical things like for trees and fruit. uh, But it's actually used uh, in the religious sense found in the beginning of the book of Mark when uh, Jesus talks about the coming of the kingdom of God. So this fig tree incident is clearly a spiritual significance and he's using it as kind of a real life parable as well. As the fig tree's time is barren, so is the temple. The temple, uh, the time has run out for the temple, you know, and it is shown by the fruitlessness of the tree. The temple is now prayerless. It is not a house of prayer any longer. It has become something else, kind of an idol. The tree gives the impression that it might have something to eat because it's a fruit, it has leaves, just as the temple gives the impression that it is a place that is dedicated to the service of God. It looks holy, it looks impressive. There are, you know, impressive words and scriptures on it, but the temple was only profiting the, the priest's hierarchy and it was doing nothing. It served no purpose in the actual worship or the glory of God. And this is the essence of the old order that needs to be replaced. The new order is founded on faith in God, as we see in verse 22 today. And it goes over and beyond geopolitical borders, verse 23. And it is sustained by grace alone, verse 24. And it is characterized by by forgiveness and the restoration of relationships, right relationships with God, verse 25. Now, notice also that Jesus doesn't say mountains, right? If you have faith, but he says this mountain. So in the book of Mark, this context uh, is talking about Mount Zion, where the temple is, where Jerusalem sits on top. So if you have faith, Jesus is saying, you don't need Mount Zion. You don't need this temple. You don't need this holy mountain, this holy hill. Now, most Jews regarded the temple as a place where prayer was particularly effective. And this actually holds true. This belief actually holds true today as well. If you go to Jerusalem, people will be praying at the temple, at the wall um, for this reason. But if I can read a block quote, relationship with God is based simply on faith and forgiveness. If one can unleash God's power by faith and find forgiveness through prayer and a forgiving spirit, the temple cult cultus has been bypassed. Uh, The the temple cult uh, is no longer necessary and a house of prayer that has become a den of robbers has no more use than a dead fig tree. God's power will become available to those, including Gentiles, who have faith that it can be unleashed apart from the temple, that it is available apart from the temple. The temple with its priesthood, sacrifices and taxes is no longer the place of God's presence where one meets God and where sins are forgiven. You know, this actually describes almost picture perfect the reformation of the 16th century, right? Where it is not about the place. It is not about the icons. It is not about uh, even specific persons, but it is faith. Personal faith 
in God through Christ, personal faith in Christ. The chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders saw themselves as licensed, as, you know, having the permission to rule from heaven above, and they feared losing the control. And Jesus' most scathing remarks and retorts were saved for these people, for the priests, for the leaders. And so as the leaders were fearing to lose their control and their power, they cannot evade God's judgment. They have to admit, they have to choose and they did choose and so god judges he separates the good and the bad the sheep from those that do not believe do that do not follow and this is a warning for us and this is something that we have to realize that as christians we need to be we need to look like we need to be as christ commanded and as christ taught Now, as a Martian is green, uh, what is your color? What, are the, what is the color of Christians? Uh, we don't really have such a thing, uh, but if there was, you know, would you be the correct color? I think is my question. Now, as, as you are now the temple of God, are you a house of prayer for the nations or are you a den of robbers? It's a very pointed and direct question uh, that might be a little bit offensive to some. But it's a question that needs to be answered because it's the question that Jesus asks in his word. If you have faith in Christ, then you have Christ in you and you need to embody Christ. You need to show Christ to those around you and not anything else, not something else. If you're a Martian, you are green. If you're a Christian, then you need to be. You need to be as Christ. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today um, that, light, that lights our path, O oh Lord, uh, that renews our minds, our thinking, and our way of living as well. Lord, I pray uh, that we will be Christians, that we will live as Christians, as disciples of Christ, and those who have uh, Christ living in us, uh, so that we may, and that we will reveal Christ to everyone around us, O oh Lord. As Martians are green, I pray uh, that as Christians that we will be, uh, that we will exude Christ, uh, that the fragrance of Christ will flow out of us um, unknowingly, without control and without limits. I pray that you will show us this day through your Holy Spirit uh, to change, to correct if need be, uh, but that we will be Christ's followers and disciples and live as one as well. We thank you, Lord, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer. See.